Disclaimer, this episode does include gruesome details about true events. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Crime Vine podcast. I am your host, Felicity Brooke, and if you are new here, basically, this is a true crime podcast. I like to stick with cases that aren't as widely known across the globe. I feel like everyone's case is just as important as the next, and it feels more personal to be able to tell the cases of victims that don't really have much of a voice, that that the media is not letting them have much of a a voice without you know, because they don't have the exposure. And it is awesome to talk one-on-one directly with the families and just to be able to be that person that they might have been, you know, hoping or praying for, um, just someone to tell the case and get the case of their family slash friends out there. So before we dive into this case, I just want to ask you guys to please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to greatly helps me out but not only does it help me out it really helps these victims and their families out to seek justice and to get their voices heard I've said it a million times before and I'll say it till the day I die I don't do this for fame or anything like that I do this because I truly want to see you know these victims families get justice and get their voices heard I want the world to know their cases and to be that helping hand because sometimes most of these cases just need just they just need media exposure in order to get anything done. So that is what we are doing. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. On Instagram, it's more of a meme, lighthearted, like not so serious area. And that's at the Crime Vine Podcast. And then on Twitter, it is more victim advocacy and case updates. And that's at the Crime Vine PO1. Before we dive in, could we just take a moment to say that this podcast has been going on for a year and I didn't even remember my about my one year anniversary. Like I've been so nose deep into all these cases and to all my work that I totally forgot that I've been doing this for a year. Like that is absolutely insane. Granted, I did take quite a few breaks during this time. That's why there's not like, you know, 52 episodes, but to think that I have been invested in true crime and like I mean I've always been invested in true crime but it's like a whole different level of being invested into these cases when you're actually like a creator creating episodes or whatever you do if you're a creator but it's just it's just absolutely insane but it's also kind of a good feeling to know that for this last year, I have been reaching out to victims' families. I've been talking one-on-one with them, and I've been getting the world to know these cases. It may not be a large portion of the world, but I'm getting quite a bit of playback on each episode. So it's just, I don't know, it's just amazing to think. And I just want to take that time. Thank you guys if you've been here from the beginning. I know quite a few of you guys have supported me before I even uploaded my podcast before, like when it was just on Instagram, that's the only platform I was on. So I just want to take a moment and thank you guys all for supporting me and to allow these me to continue doing this and allow these victims get to get their voices heard. So thank you guys all so much. And, um, Yeah, so if you guys don't already, grab yourselves a drink because this vine will rope you in. Vanessa Malone was an 18-year-old girl from Stone Mountain, Georgia. 
Vanessa thought that her name was too plain for her and even asked her mom why she didn't name her something more exotic. That's where the name Honey came from. Vanessa seemed to like the name Honey, so that is what she started to go by. Honey is described as having a heart of gold. She was the sweetest, most down-to-earth person. She would kiss everyone goodnight and always told the people she loved that she loved them. One fateful night turned the Malone's family's lives into a living nightmare. It was October 23, 2012, when Honey came home from her job at a dress store. She told her mother, Flora, that she was going to go out for a little bit. When she left the house, about three minutes later, she walked back in and told Flora that she loved her and she will be back soon. Honey didn't have a car, so her option to get places was to walk. She walked to her friend's apartments for a night out. Honey made friends very easily. This apartment that she was going to that night was also a known drug house. They would deal right out of the apartment. It is unclear as to what happened between the time Honey walked in the apartment and the time of her death. Police believe it was a case of she saw too much so she needed to be taken care of. Police believe she either walked in on a home invasion or a drug deal gone wrong. Honey's friends who were in the apartment told the police that there were between three and six men who kicked open the door. They claimed they were beaten and tied with a belt and the cord of an electric razor and thrown into the shower. Then the next thing they heard were gunshots. Honey was shot once in the back. Police believe when she saw what was going on, she, she turned around to leave leaving the opening for the intruders to shoot her in the back, and a second shot to her chest, piercing her heart. The perpetrator dragged Honey's body across the apartment floor, leaving a trail of blood on the carpeting. They took her into the bedroom and threw her down face first on a pile of dirty clothes in the closet. Police found shell casings on the ground. There were also large shoe prints on the front door and in the gravel. They also found blood drops outside of the apartment, but the blood did not belong to Honey. Police talked to the neighbors who did see the suspects. Police were told that there was some type of confrontation in the parking lot, and one of the perpetrators appeared to be shot in the leg, the other perpetrator helping the shot one to the car. Police followed up with all the hospitals in the Atlanta metro area and surrounding counties, and no one was admitted with a gunshot wound to the leg leaving the possibility that they could have gone to a hospital in another state or he was stitched up by a local doctor. Flora and Cassandra, Honey's mother and sister, believed that the Honey was lured to the apartment to silence her. Flora sees it as if they already have one body on their hands, why wouldn't they kill the other hostages? Flora believes that the perpetrators thought Honey knew something or saw something. Honey would never just walk into a kicked-in door. Cassandra believes that the crime scene was staged to look like a robbery so her alleged friends could get off with her murder. Authorities tracked Honey's phone to a location about half a mile from the crime scene, where it stayed until it died. Nothing was taken from the home except for Honey's cell phone. The men who claimed that they were tied up, their names are Yak and Mercy, Honey's alleged friends. They are not officially considered suspects. Police think the main person of interest would be Mercy. From interview reports, it appears Mercy was very deep in the drug gang. All the drugs, weapons, and money belong to him. So if anyone knows who would want to hurt Honey, it would be him. 
Mercy was charged with theft by receiving stolen property and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. He he pleaded guilty and was sentenced to a year in jail. Yak pleaded guilty to violating the Controlled Substance Act and tampering with evidence. However, neither of them have been charged in connection with Honey's murder. Police seized a handgun in an unrelated arrest that could possibly be the murder weapon. The person arrested was labeled as a person of interest in this case before he was arrested. He was found with a 9mm gun. At the crime scene, the shell casing the police have found belonged to a 9mm handgun. Police don't know yet if this shell casing is from this exact gun. They are awaiting test results. I have yet to find any information about the testing on this gun. There is not much information out there on this case. They can't for sure say that this shell casing belonged to the bullet that killed Honey, but it was found at the crime scene, which links the owner of the gun to the crime scene. There was a family that moved into this apartment where Honey was killed and said when they walked in, there were red stains all over the carpet. The landlord told them that it was just fruit juice. The woman living there put some peroxide on the spots that was supposedly fruit juice and it started bubbling up, indicating that this was in fact blood. Honey's family will not stop until they have answers, and the killer or killers are behind bars. Things just don't add up in this case, and Flora and Cassandra see that and they want justice. Flora told Crime Online that a $50,000 reward for information that leads to the arrest and conviction of the suspect or suspects still stands. Anyone with any information on this case should call Crime Stoppers Atlanta at 404 577 8577 and you can remain anonymous. All right, you guys, what do you think about this case? Now, when one of you guys suggested this case to me on Twitter, I I opened up the link immediately. I started researching it and I was just floored about this the information. Not okay, so there was not much information out there. It was very hard to find information. So what I am giving you today, the information that I'm giving you is the information that basically was really the only information out there. There wasn't much. There was only a few articles and then ABC did um an episode on it and that's about it. And then I found some news clips, but really there is nothing on this case out there, which just made me want to cover this case even more because I am just dumbfounded about this, this case. Like it just doesn't make sense. There's a lot that just doesn't add up. And it seems to be that is what I'm finding. Like the cases that I'm covering lately just don't add up and it's, it's crazy. But for instance, um, I personally do not believe that it was a home invasion. I believe, you know, cause Honey's friends were drug dealers. It was a known thing. It was a known drug house. The police knew that. Um, and she still hung out with them. So it was probably most likely, I kind of have to agree with Cassandra and Flora. I believe that it was a case of Honey probably saw too much and, or she, um, knew too much and, you know, they had to silence her. They couldn't, they could not run with the possibility of Honey turning on them and telling because then, you know, that of course that means jail time. Um, yes, they did end up getting jail time anyway, but not in related, in relation to her murder. The whole fruit juice thing, when I read that, I was like, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Actually, I didn't read it. I saw it on a, um, 
ABC 2020, I think it was. And I was like, wait a minute. And I replayed that part. I kid you not like a million times. Cause I was like, the landlord just said it was fruit juice on the carpeting. Okay. First of all, even if it was fruit juice, why didn't you clean the carpeting before your tenants move in? First of all, like who wants to move into a dirty apartment? And second of all, can you imagine being that family? I believe their last names were Curry, the Curry family. Can you imagine being the Curry family and moving into an apartment and then finding out like, oh my gosh, someone was murdered here because apparently in Georgia, it is not illegal for a landlord to not disclose that there was somebody killed in that house or apartment. It's um, They have to tell you if the tenant asks. So if the tenant doesn't ask, if the tenant doesn't have any, you know, like suspicion about it, then they may never know that somebody was murdered or killed or died in their place that they're living, which is mind-blowing to me. I'm like, I feel like everyone should have to know, like, hey, just so you know, before we go through this deal, um, somebody was killed in here. Um, Just thought you should know that. Like, I definitely would want to know that. And they had to find out from bloodstains, literally bloodstains. Like, if you wanted to keep that information about somebody dying in that apartment, you should probably fix the carpeting. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I personally would just fix the carpeting because I think that is just so gross even if it was fruit juice like that is just nasty I don't I don't know because then it just shows that they didn't clean the carpeting at all and God only knows what else is in that carpeting I don't know that that part I just can't get over that part that part just really it messed with me I'm, I'm gonna say that it messed with me but um so anyway I want to know what you guys think about this case you obviously know my thought. I just think something's a little suspicious. Something's a little fishy. And this case has been going on since 2012. And there are still like no answers as to what happened. There are a few updated news um, videos, like news articles, but not much information was disclosed. All they disclosed in that, it was, an, it was one from Atlanta, I want to say it was, um, that I saw. And all they said that is they're continuing to t- do testing, um, that they are, I, th- I want to say they said that they're testing her clothing pieces now for maybe any other DNA that could lead to um, the perpetrator. And also the blood that was found outside the apartment, I assume they did testing on that. If not, then I think that is dumb that they didn't do testing on it. But um, if they did, they didn't disclose any of that information. Like I said, information on this case was so so sparse there is not much information at all out there so if anybody knows anything about this case anything I encourage you guys to get it out into the media if it you like or go to the um, police or do a tip into the crime stoppers Atlanta and you can remain anonymous but I just think that there's just so much here and somebody knows something somebody always knows something but this is a case of I think um Honey's friends know more than they are letting on. So if you guys know anything about this case, seriously, like tip it in. Let's get this case closed. Let's get this case solved, I should say. This case should be solved, not just closed. Um, Let's find some justice for Honey, though. I want to thank you guys so much again for listening. And um, on Twitter, I'm at the TheCrimeVinePO1. Instagram is at the Crimevine Podcast, And I guess I will talk to you guys in my next podcast episode.